0: Join Pastor George Izunwa on a journey of genuine God encounters through the Word of God. Through the teachings of Pastor George Izunwa, you will gain knowledge on how to triumph over challenges and transform them into testimonies. For more information and testimonies, contact us at 702 or 702 5951. experience the power of god's word jesus exceeds expectations dating is simply where two persons meet socially to check up one another's suitability as a partner that's what dating is that's why we date you meet somebody socially and you check up if this person will be a suitable partner for me dating is not about casual sex Dating is not boyfriend-girlfriend. Dating is, I am trying to check up on whether somebody can be a friend for life when it comes to marriage. A covenant friend. If you misunderstand this, you will wreck your destiny. So when we are talking about having a date, a date is a specific appointment with a purpose. It's a temporary arrangement. It has only one goal, to explore an attraction. I'm attracted to somebody. I'm exploring that attraction. In Romans chapter 12 verse 9 in the message translation, it says, Love from the center of who you are. Don't fake it. Run for dear life from evil. Hold on for dear life to what? Good. So dating is not wrong or sinful, but it must be done with wisdom and the fear of God. So Christians can date because some of you come from backgrounds where they are told that a Christian cannot ask another Christian out. We do. They told you that all we do is we pray. God tells you who to marry and you approach the person. We don't always do that. And there are times God doesn't give you any clear direction. You have to take a move before you find one. You can't date everyone that comes around you. There must be a basic test before you can go with somebody on a date. Remember 2 Corinthians 6 verse 14, right? Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship had righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion had light with darkness? And what conquer had Christ with Belial? So dating an unbeliever is out of the question. Because you date people to explore an attraction and to see if it can lead into a marital relationship. And you know it's a nonsense journey to marry an unbeliever. So you don't even give it a thought. Now, apart from the spiritual area, before you go out on a date with anybody that asks you out, you must ask yourself, on face value, do I like this person? If you don't like the person on face value, well, you can try and see whether the fire will catch. If you have my voice, say yes. Or you can just say, no, 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 no. This is not my speck. The third thing I want to remind you is this, that dating is not a relationship commitment. So the outcome should be determined by the experience. This is why a lot of young Christian girls get confused. They say, the young man disappointed me. The young man, he didn't disappoint you. There was no commitment. It was a date he took you out on, And then you just assume that uh, it's a marriage relationship already. This is why the people in the world are always in trouble. A young guy took you out on a date. You went to ate some food and all of that. As he's coming back with you, he suggests you branch his house. There's a difference between a victim and a volunteer. A victim, they kidnap you, they force you. A volunteer, you you work come You wakon. You wakakon. You volunteer. As I don't understand. All the men, all they want is sex. After some time, they just dump you. Excuse me. Somebody just say hello, you say I do. That's how you they behave. Chapter 3, verse 5. It says a time to cast away stones, a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace, and a time to refrain from what? Em- There's a time. Mm-mm. No hug me. I go. It's just a date. And a lot of young gears like somebody saying to them, I love you. And if you are somebody who has low self-esteem, the moment somebody says I love you, your head will swell. He said, my word, don't gather together. Somebody love me. Hey! And then whatever he asks you, you just do. Love yourself first. Value yourself first. If you value yourself, people can't devalue you. Even without Christianity, if you love yourself, you will stand for yourself. To talk of now that you are a child of the king. Behave like one. You are royalty. You can't be treated like a rejected ten. No man completes you. No man's affirmation completes you. And young men, the same thing. You don't need to have a girlfriend to be a human being. Particularly many of you that just came out of school. You can't feed yourself. You are still trying to gather your life together. And then you carry overload of a girlfriend. If you rise, it's a mistake. Am I talking to somebody here? There is no chance you can rise. Everything has consequence. When you carry overload of a girlfriend, one thing that happens, number one, you start spending Secondly, you start being emotionally drained because your emotion begins with demanded for, and instead of freeing yourself to fly. You have emotion; every small thing. You, you didn't call me yesterday. I sent text; you didn't reply on time, because you are running around one crazy gear. And then the third one is when you start sleeping with her; it drains you spiritually. So financially, you are drained; emotionally, you are drained; spiritually, you are drained. How you go fly? Don't you see how many young men rose up in church? You thought they were going to fly like eagles. That's it, crawling like turkeys. Seven years after coming out of school, nothing is working in their life. And I'm running around once girl. I said, don't worry, things will go better. Love yourself enough to make way for you. Anybody hearing me say, I hear you. So please, there's a time to reframe. Plan your life. Faith goes with a plan. Begin to walk toward your destiny and something will change. Somebody say Amen. A few challenges of dating. The first one is how do you kick it off? I want to date somebody. I like the person. How do you start? Very simple. Make an approach with courtesy and confidence. Walk over to the person. They're not going to slap you. You come around, sister, how are you? Did you enjoy service today? Uh, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I say, I, say, I enjoy the service. It's okay. It's okay. Today, Pastor was on fire. I approach somebody with courtesy and what? Confidence. That's all. Don't tell her dream. You know, when I was in the dream, I saw you and I saw stars on your head. I know that is the one. Just tell the person listening, I like you and uh, I'm working on relationship. I'm thinking of uh, moving on with my life and all of that and please can I have a date with you? They're not going to slap you. Quarter, quarter, she said no and you'll continue with that journey. If anybody says no to you, I in loss, We move, and then please, for those of you young ladies, manage your expectations. And young men, manage your expectations. You don't have to be over the moon, and you don't have to feel excited about it. Just know what you want, and know what you don't want. But sometimes you give something a chance to know if it will fit. Please, not an unbeliever. Please, somebody I met in church. No challenge. This is what I want. This is the kind of person I want in my life. But sometimes you give something a chance to know if it will fit. You can go out with the person. And when we say going out on a date is not to his house. It's not to visit his mama. In any date you go out with a young man, if you are going to enter a house, let it be your mother's house, not his own. Let him meet your people, not his own. Evil is real. Including inside church. Careful and careful and careful. Second thing that is a problem, a challenge of dating is too much analysis. Somebody said too much analysis. And this happens with a lot of people with low self-esteem. If you have low self-esteem, you are overanalyze everything. You are reading every move. You went out on a date. Did they smile enough? Was she looking happy? Did I try? Try what? Is a date. Calm down. And those of you young people here who are always trying to impress, don't try too hard. take it as a normal step of life. Don't try to over impress. Over impress by overdressing, over impressing by overtalking. overimpressing by surrendering yourself too quickly. You don't need that. It's a normal process of life and you've got to grow through it. You keep taking your ideas from films and from the people out there in the world. It messes you up. A lot of people, why they are always abusing themselves is because they have this mentality that, you know, there are many people fighting for that man. There are many people fighting for that girl. If I don't over-impress, you don't need to over-impress. Somebody that loves you will love you. Somebody who doesn't love you will not love you. The more you give, the more they will take and still not love you. Learn to be confident in yourself. After the date, did he call me? Did he not call? Did he send the text? Stop over-analyzing. Value yourself and trust the Lord that God will give me the right partner. His own way. The third challenge is fear of rocking the boat. This makes people, as they begin to date somebody, they don't assess things well. They don't talk. They don't discuss. They, they are not comfortable in their own skin. Sister, brother, anybody that can't accept you the way you are and for who you are. There is nothing else you are going to present when you reach home. If you fake it and the person accepts the fakery, when you reach home, he will see original. Do you know there are many gears you see? It's not them you saw. What you saw is packaging. It's after the wedding. I do, I do. The girl said, Come, on, you will see what you did. Come. When we get home, you'll find out. I told you the true story of the young boy in Australia that on their honeymoon, he filed for divorce. He said, this marriage is fraud. The judge asked him, what is a fraud? He said, this one went. This man went. This man went. Everything went. Even the thing that was white was something she put on it. He said, I, can't, I don't understand what I married. He said, divorce us. What I saw is not what I got. Calm down, be yourself. And then in communication, loosen up and talk. Communicate when you need to. But in dating, you open up step by step. You find a gist and gist and wait. You have to prove people for some time before sharing personal stories with them. And fear of rocking the boat makes people, even when they feel insecure, they lose sight of their boundaries. You are on a date, it's not a wedding. Know your boundaries. And when somebody is coming toward your boundaries, say no. Reject it and react. No, I don't want to lose this. A bed in hand. Is, you don't even have a bed in hand. There are too many desperate young girls who their only trophy on earth is to get a husband. You must be somebody reasonable. Your life must be going somewhere. Have a business, have a career. Have a pursuit. Do you know when somebody is doing something and doing well? Whenever you sit on a table, you feel comfortable. When you are alive, the only thing you have is your face. And your are catwalk. When that is all you bring to the table, you always feel insecure. Now, please look up here. As you go for the date, always remember, I am human. Some things, some conversations, you will not have enough things to say. Some issues that will come up you don't understand. Sometimes you'll make some mistakes. And all of that. But don't bother yourself about that. You won't be perfect, but you can be real. That's what I want you to do. So when we talk about dating as a Christian, that's all. Just be yourself. Don't go there from the beginning of the date to the end. You're quoting Bible verse. Stop trying to impress. You went to eat in a restaurant. You'll say, okay, let us pray. You'll bow your head. You'll start binding. Relax. Stop trying to impress with spirituality. Stop trying to impress with money. Stop trying to impress with background. Stop telling stupid stories. And listen to me. When you notice something you don't like in that date, speak up with courtesy. Look at this, look at this. No, 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 no. That's not okay. This is not okay. This is another. And let the person know you and know how you feel. There are some people that go for dates three times, four times, and they've never said their mind. They notice what they don't like and they just continue. And they're just hoping that, well, let this just proceed until the young man proposes. And they let him take me to the altar. After that, then we now sort things out. Sister, nothing will change. Believe me, more than 60% of marital crises that people have today, many of them was there before they were there. You see a young girl that is dating a young man. He talks anyhow. He abuses her. She allows it. That dating, the guy is always jealous. Every time he's always trying to check her phone. If she goes anywhere, he will call five times. You went out on a date with somebody on Monday. Tuesday, between Monday and evening, she has called you five times. She has sent you 15 text messages. You are in love with a mad person. The person will kill you. Even when you didn't reply, she has sent another 21. He said, I know you are not reading it. Any day you wake up, read it. The person has a mental problem. The fourth thing is when red flags appear. Somebody say red flags. That's the fourth challenge of dating. As you are dating, you are paying attention to the person's attitude. You are paying attention to the person's habits. You are paying attention to a person's language. You are paying attention to a person's temperament. You are paying attention to where the person responds to people. I've said to you before, you don't know a person By how he responds to people that have authority over him. You know a person by how he responds to people who can't do him anything. If that person shouts at the waiter and talks down on the gate man or the taxi driver and does any of those things. You know this is a bushman. That thing you are seeing is how he's going to treat you. If that girl is sulky and nasty in her attitude, that's the person you are going home with. You are careful to notice those small, small things. That's why you are dating. Any one of you who doesn't take note, you will suffer. Not because God hurts you, but because you need to understand the person you are going out with. Why are you dating if not to study the person? If you help me say yes. No, no, no. There are four kinds of things you look out for in relationship. The highest one is called the deal breakers. The second is the standards. The third one is the preferences. The fourth one is the expectations. The deal breakers are the things that you notice. Without negotiation, you walk. Most young people that are in church have never settled on clear deal breakers. That's why when they get married, their life goes down. You should be able to know this is a boundary. Anything that crosses this line, it won't continue. I won't negotiate it. I am walking. There's no discussion under heaven that's going to bring it back. Some people, their deal breaker says, I'm dating him. We have been already coming to a point of engagement. And then I notice he's dating another girl. It's not how I'm going to win him or convince him to stop that. Some other girls, to them is not a deal breaker. They'll be fighting to win him. But this other girl looks at it and says, I respect myself too much to be in the midst of a love triangle. If you're interested in somebody else, I won't give you another chance. It's not a discussion. The moment you find out, you walk away. You don't even, you don't even explain why you walked away. You just come and say, I'm sorry, this relationship is terminated, and you move. It's not like you're fighting to convince him to love you and choose you beyond the other person. Have enough respect. to No, no, no. If he's not for me, he's not for me. Some people, their deal breaker is sex. He harasses me about sex. That's their deal breaker. And they walk. Other people, their deal breaker is this man has addiction. Addiction to marijuana. Addiction to cocaine. Addiction to betting. So that's your deal breaker. You know for me, oh, if I see this, no discussion, I'm working. The standards are those ones that are high up there. But if you see them, you can go for counseling, you can talk about it, you can pray about it, and see how you can navigate it. For example, to some person, asking you for sex may not be a deal breaker. It may just be okay, we need to see our mentor. You walk up to your pastor. I say, excuse me, I'm dating with this brother and all of that. And there's this thing that's coming up. It's always talking about this. I want you to talk to us. And if it's a finished counseling, we'll pray for you and all of that. If it doesn't stop, you walk. If it stops, you move on. The reason many of you run into the trap of the devil is because you believe that you know yourself and you make your own decisions. I have no mentor, nobody to talk to, nobody to guide you. Please look at me. You are too young to make your whole life decisions you are too naive to make your whole life decision. You're just 20-something. You don't have adequate knowledge. You don't have adequate experience. And yet, you think you can process information by yourself. This is why young people are lost. There are parents who are mature. They can't talk to parents. There are people who are mature. They, They talk among themselves. And a girl of 25 is advising a girl of 25. A young man of 30 is advising a young man of 30. The person doesn't have enough knowledge, nothing he has studied. But young people don't ask questions because of what? Pride, arrogance, assumption. They think they know how to do it. Now, everything trying to be with your destiny die without mercy. My God, give you wisdom. For example, you can be dating somebody. You opened his phone and you saw a pornographic material. You say it's a deal breaker. Some people say deal breaker. Some other people say just a standard issue. You say, brother, you can't be doing this. You're a Christian. Let's see our mentor. You sit down and you talk about it. Anybody that you are dating that both of you cannot walk up to a pastor and open up to is a dangerous person. If the person cannot be humble before wedding, he cannot be humble after wedding. If you have crisis after wedding, you won't have anywhere to go to. That's one of the ways to know whether this person is your person or not. Be careful. Arrogance is a demon. I speak over you, receive grace. Then the preferences are things you prefer. They don't matter much. For example, I prefer a tall young man that is about six foot one. But you didn't see one. The one that came with five foot four. Or even shorter than that. He shows up. Your preference is six foot one. But you saw this one. But he has cuts. He has spirituality. He loves you. And he has some cash. When you look at all of that, you throw away six foot one. Are you hearing me? So preference is negotiable. So when you write your list and say, this is what I want, this is what I want, this is what I want. When you don't see what you want and you see what you like, take what you like. If the man not tall but you tall, you go still bump top again. Make me move. Then the last one is expectation, but it's expectation. Expectation is uh, you know, I was expecting that when he comes to propose, he will kneel down on one leg and then give me a ring inside the, uh, inside the ice cream. So instead of taking you out and kneeling on one leg and getting ice cream and putting ring inside the ice cream, he saw you as we are going to church. How, how are you? Now I've been thinking about this thing, you no. Know. Uh, I go marry you. The deal is done. If you are still waiting for dealing that, you wait until Jesus come. He said, "No, I won't marry." You. He didn't propose well. Now you Sabi, we move. Is anybody hearing me here? Now, young men, I didn't say you should do that. But any expectation I mean, having uh, in this courtship, we want to wed. Uh, he should give me money to go and shop in Dubai. He doesn't have money for Dubai. Go to Aba. Area is available. Don't let expectation wreck your marriage. And he has to buy me a new gown. No, you don't have to buy a new gown. You can borrow. When you are standing on the wedding day, they won't write the name of the one you borrowed it on the face. So know which one are your deal breakers, which one are the standards, which one are the preferences, which one are the expectations. And whenever you are dealing with somebody, know how you rate all of these four areas. And then it will help you to make clear eyed decisions. You know when to walk away. You know when to give it a chance. You know when to change your mind. And even when you feel disappointed and say, no, this is just an expectation. There's still more coming. Lift your hand. I command right now receive wisdom. The last challenge of dating is, this is not going anywhere. There are a lot of people, when they start dating, after a few days, they start feeling frustrated. This is not going anywhere. Now, now, if you dated anybody and you started a relationship, within six months, you should know if he's going somewhere or not. After six months, there should be something happening. Please, young girl, don't follow any man on a merry-go-round. Don't let anybody occupy you for too long. If they over-occupy you, when they leave you, you will start afresh. Don't let anybody occupy you for two years, three years. Because the moment somebody occupies you, everybody will give chance saying you occupy it. But the man occupying you, sometimes he's looking outside. Am I talking to somebody here too? So you are running up and down with the man and all of that. And every time it is, I'm waiting and waiting and waiting. I've dated him for five years. Uh, this relationship I've for five years. Excuse me, move on. Don't hang around with somebody. Three years, he has not said anything. You say he, he loves me. It's just that uh, the situation around him. You're always making excuse for him. Making excuses for him. Making excuse. He keeps misbehaving. You are making excuses. He keeps postponing. You are making excuses. Are you getting younger? Now, I don't mean that if somebody goes out with you for the first week, he must propose. Three weeks or one month or two months, he must propose. Within six months, you should know whether you are going somewhere. Within one year, something should be said. Within two years, maximum, you have gotten to the altar. I prefer within one year. But if it takes two years, let it be that in two years, people could gather something. Anybody that you are moving around with who can't believe God to be strong in two years, why do you trust that he will be able to be strong in a lifetime? This young man you've been dating can't gather himself for five years. And you still believe he's going to gather himself for a lifetime. On what basis are you making the assumption? Please, explain to me on what basis. Now for those of you who are anxious, And you want the person to propose within three months, within two months. You see, after two months or so, you'll start feeling anxious. Relationship energy will wear off. And you start feeling frustration. If you are desperate for quick commitment. No. If somebody is your friend, date the person, gist with the person, walk with the person, give a minimum of six months, and all of that, just get to know the person. If it's not working out, after six months, you can't see direction. You can back off. But don't allow relationship energy wear off immediately because you are waiting for quick commitment. You will choke the person and make the person feel like you are desperate and will give the person reason to walk away. Now, now, now. Final note. If you are going on a date, number one be sure that the date is already planned. Where is the venue? What are the activities? If you are going on a date, don't let a young man say we are going on a date and you ask him where and he says eh, where do you think you want to go? If he's taking you out, he must know where, and you must agree to where. If he's, uh, where do you think you want to go? That means this person is not a planner. He's not a leader. And every gear wants a husband who is a leader. That's a red flag you are seeing, but you don't know. There must be a plan. And when you get on the date, you talk and allow the other person to talk to. And in the talk on your first date, second date, third date, don't focus on yourself. Find something to gist on. Don't talk about yourself. It's in the gist you find out whether you can be friends. How you know somebody you can communicate with is not sharing about yourselves. Anybody can talk about themselves. It's when you can talk about nothing and go from one to another. another. That's when you know communication flow between us. But you will never know whether somebody and you can actually sit down and talk for long unless you can just find something and go from one another and just wing it and talk for two hours. And It has neither head nor tail. But you feel fulfilled in the gist. That's how to know this can be a friend. Because what works in marriage is not the conversation of duty. What works in marriage is you just enter the room like this and one gossip comes. You and your wife tear it for three hours. When people say my wife is my best friend, my husband is my best friend, that's how it happens. It's not in the formal discussion of how to raise children, how to manage money, how to do this. No, 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 no. So at the beginning of the relationship, what we are looking at is not how successful he is, how his business is going, how this, no, no, no. What you are looking at is when we sit down and we start talking, can we go from A to B to C and we are just connecting at different levels and it's flowing naturally. If you can't have that, This is not somebody that can be a friend. So you reveal more of yourself with the gisting. As you are blabbing and talking and all of that, you reveal more of yourself, not by asking more questions. And for the young men, please listen. Keep it simple. Don't talk about the future until you are ready. Never lead anybody on. Don't start talking about wedding and talking about this and make the person feel as if something is happening and you are not ready and you can't commit and you are not proposing. And the person leaves the place assuming that something has happened. Father I pray for every one of them. Let your wisdom enter them. Let grace for the right choice be given them. In today's fast paced world, we all need contacts and mentors on social media for inspiration, motivation, and more. You can connect with Pastor George Izumwa on all his social media handles. Follow him on Facebook at Pastor George Izumwa, Instagram and Twitter at George Izumwa. Connect and let's take the journey of greatness together.